What's going on, guys? Tori Kravitz here, joined by my co-host, Alicia Toot, the wonderful, the fabulous Alicia Toot, to be exact. And welcome back to another episode of She's With The Band. How are you doing, Alicia? What's up, Tor? I'm great. How are you? Doing good. Super, super excited about today's episode. This is one that I've genuinely been a fan of her for so long, so I'm really hyped on today. Love some good rock and roll chicks. Dude, that's exactly it. That's just the vibe that we're always after and kind of what we are emulating. So I, I we normally wait when it comes to starting the show to kind of drop who the guest will be. So I think we just do it off the top because we're both hyped about this. Dorothy yeah. will officially be joining us today on She's With The Band. Kick-ass rocker chick, as you described her. Amazing tunes that she's pumping out. She has a really cool outlook on life and just embracing who you are as a person and not being told or shoved around at what you should be, which is so important. So I think she's just going to be a really lovely guest to have on. We're going to have lots of laughs and a good time. Yeah, no, 100%. I feel like I have like a quick personal anecdote about Dorothy as well, which is like a bit off the wall, but like I, I haven't shared this on the podcast yet, but for a couple of years, I was actually a personal trainer. I was always involved in music, but there was a point where I was doing that as well, which was a really fun part of my life. And anyone who works out knows that music is massive when it comes to finding inspiration and energy, especially on the days where it's really hard to. And I used to listen to Dorothy and with my classes that I was teaching, I would play Dorothy in class. And I remember Raise Hell being the song where it would come on and I would feel like I was walking down a catwalk, even though I was in a gym. And that's exactly why I'm so excited to talk to her today, because I feel like she just brings that out of people. And I know that that's a huge mission for her is to be empowering and strong and and have that message in her music. So I can personally attest to the power of that for sure. Dude, I love that stuff so much because now you know that anytime you hear that song going forward, there's going to be even more of like this weird, amazing sentimental value since we will be speaking with her and kind of diving into everything behind the scenes. And I think that's one of my favorite things walking away from these interviews. Uh, it's that because even now, anytime I hear Pixies, dude, I'm like on a whole other level of love and happiness just because of when we had Paul yeah. on the show. So um, and I know you can absolutely relate, but I think that's kind of kick ass to have now. So yeah, it's a new personal connection to the music that we love. And and I hope that everybody who's listening to this also feels that connection of you learn something new about the artists that you love and and it makes the music that much more, I don't know, relatable and, and something you could just resonate with on another level because we're all people at the end of the day. So absolutely, man. I mean, just speaking to being people, like let's talk about life a little bit. How how is sure. everything? I love these being like our little catch-ups every week because everything's so hectic and, and manic all the time. Um, but just what's what's new with you? What's up going? What's going on? No, man, not too much. I mean, I'm <laughs> traveling in a couple weeks to go see John Mayer, which is a bit of a off the wall uh genre for us not fest people, but I, I love all genres. Got tickets to see Depeche Mode in the fall. That's like a big tour that's been announced um, worldwide as well. So if you're a Depeche Mode fan, now's the time to catch them. Um, But that's really been, for me, like starting to plan some upcoming shows and and really enjoying that. What about you? I know you were just in in a nice little snowstorm. Oh man, it was rough. Like even looking out the window now, it's just, it, it's above all of the cars. It's it's insane how much snow there is. And I sent, I sent Tor the photo, everyone. And she's like, I don't know how you live in this. How do you actually cope? Because she's a Florida girl. 
and I'm a Canadian. And so it's totally different. And I think it's hilarious because whenever I visit her in Orlando, I'm always so hot and sweaty and she's like, it's normal. And then uh, I know eventually she'll be coming here. And I almost hope that it's like fall winter time, just so you have the full Canuck experience, you know, like full on, but we survived the storm. We're good. We have, we have Wi-Fi now. So everything's great. Um, But outside of that, like Kiss just announced another end of the world or end of the road tour. So definitely would love to get tickets for that because they're coming through both Toronto, Montreal and Ottawa, which broadens my odds of getting some real good tickets. So that'll be great. Um, And then I've been listening to so much stand up lately. I know when we were together, we fell asleep almost every night watching stand up and Jimmy Carr announced a tour and he is one of my all time favorites. He's the king of puns and wit and just being super quick on his feet. So I really need to see Jimmy Carr too. So that's kind of where my mind's been in terms of shows and what I want to get up to. Dude, I love that. Like this is, I mean, the time of year right now is like shows are getting announced for the spring, shows are getting announced for the fall. Like all around, we're starting to see the schedules of all our favorite artists unravel for, for 2023. So I mean, if, if you're on YouTube and can comment, do comment and let us know what shows you have coming up because that's Absolutely. that's always good to know too in case we miss something. Super true, man. Um, the other thing I want to add that I think you'll appreciate is I have been eating like a rabbit so much lately. So much. Like when I visited... Tori, we were eating these really great salads and like all of these little meals, the stuff I would have back home. But ever since that trip, like every meal has been some quinoa with some carrots and tomatoes and then a nice little piece of fish for me on top. And I'm like, all right, some spinach in there. This is it's good. You, you taught me I'm some getting stuff. bashful. I, I'm bashful because I'm living up to all of the vegan stereotypes right now. Like I, Dude, I I'm loving like it. Rabbit. It's real. <laughs> so uh, that's 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 me. And, yeah, and now it's you. And now it's me and I'm happy. Like I, I leave every single meal. I'm like, I feel good about what I just put down. You know, don't get me wrong. I still have my gluttonous moments here and there, but um, it's been really, it's been different and I'm enjoying it. So yeah. Oh yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad I could rub off on you in a positive, healthy way. <laughs> always Tori, always. <laughs> yes. I mean, any, any music you want to shout out as well, to be honest, I've been listening to the same old stuff I always listen to. Sometimes yeah. you just want a comfort listen, but I don't know if you have anything you want to share to get me out of this rut. <laughs> oh, dude. So I've been like the most comfort and I'll get into that in a second. So I was driving around with a buddy of mine. We had this old school playlist going on, like lots of classic rock and roll bands. You're wearing one of them right now with some crew, which I adore. Um, but I was just like in the mood for like pure stripper vibes. And so we had Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Buck Cherry, Warren, Rat, like all the good stuff. And it just, <laughs> ooh, it was a vibe. We were loving it. So that's kind of where my mind has been lately. Just that era and down that alley. And it's been great. Dude, that is awesome. See, I've been in the new metal phase at the moment. Like I've been listening to so much corn and system of a down and yes. tones, you name it, like anything new metal, even some static X was thrown in there. So we both got the throwback memo. I see. I like it. Oh, I love it. Okay. Now, instead of throwing back, let's do a, a throw forward. Is that a <laughs> It is now. It is it now, is now baby. We're going to throw forward <laughs> and we are going to bring on the absolutely lovely Dorothy. Let's rock and roll. Let's hit it. Dorothy, welcome to She's With The Band. How are you doing today? I'm doing amazing. Thank you so much for having me. 
Of course. Thank you for taking the time. We were kind of talking before bringing you on just how you stand for so much that we stand for here on this podcast. So we're just really delighted to have you on today. Awesome. I love it. Thank you for having me. And you've already got the backdrop and the fairy lights. So you're essentially a part of this podcast now, whether you like it or not. Yeah, Yeah, we're cut from the same cloth for sure. Yeah. (laughs) I love how one of the things we were kind of talking about is all the really cool artwork that's behind you. So I'd love for you to maybe just give people a rundown of some of your favorite pieces for those watching right now, because you have some really cool stuff behind you there. Yes, I love art. Like when I'm on tour, if there's an art museum nearby, Kansas City has like one of my favorites. I've been there three times. I love collecting like collectible posters, um, but I just love art. So this is my office. Here's my keyboard. Um, This is a poster that I had framed from the Phoenix Hotel in San Francisco, which is a very cool boutique rock and roll hotel. They actually sell vintage band t-shirts that are ridiculously expensive because they're real. Um, This is my KISS poster from the March 4th Staples Center concert that I went to. And then this is a snipe from my very first album that they label put up all over LA when we released the record. And so it's it's big, it's massive sized. So uh, this is what we put out when we released the first album. I have a Freedom Tour poster 2019. My friend Kai Ahrens did this really awesome Blondie poster. It's probably one of my favorite pieces of art. I think he's just a creative genius. He did a lot of our artwork and creative direction on 28 Days in the Valley. And then that's from playing the Malibu Fire Benefit a couple years back. It had a really great lineup like uh, Gwen Stefani was there. Macy Gray was there. We went on a joyride in a golf cart. Um, I have a black sheet poster that was used in the video back there behind my lamp. I have my acoustic guitar over there and then my makeup stuff over there. And this is just kind of like where the magic happens. Hell yeah. That is so good. We appreciate (laughs) you bringing some magic to the show today. (laughs) Anytime. Yeah. You know, I do see behind you the poster for Rock is Dead that it does say raise hell on it, which... I something I I mentioned a little bit in our intro that I'll say to you as well is, you know, Raise Hell and Rest in Peace were two songs that were monumental for me personally, when it comes to like, those moments when you're trying to find empowerment, and you can't find it in yourself. So you reach to music, you're like, well, let's channel the energy somehow. And so there's certain songs that just kind of bring that forth for you. So I mean, knowing that that's such a huge part of your music, I'd love to hear some of your favorite empowerment songs that have helped you in difficult moments to channel the energy that you are so good at channeling in your music. Yeah, well, Rest in Peace is definitely one of them. Typically, I like to write on everything. Scott Stevens had written that song and he just kind of felt in his spirit like this one's for Dorothy. And um, right after I recorded it, I actually was violently assaulted by an ex-boyfriend. And so it was weird timing that we did that song. And then I went through something super, super traumatic. But I have a new song that I've done with him called Pray On Me, which is about this topic that we haven't released yet. And I think you're going to get that same, even more empowerment, even more it's just the subject matter is very serious. You know, I've dedicated the song personally to anyone that's been raped, molested, abused, narcissistically abused, you know, anything like that, because that's the that's happened to me, unfortunately, more than once. And so I had to write about it. And so this new song, when it's out, you'll you'll hear what I'm talking about. It's the same, but I think it's even more elevated, even more powerful. And I feel like Scott and I are really onto something here. So 
you know, that with that being said, we are starting album four, but we are here to talk about, I guess, Gifts from the Holy Ghost album three or whatever you want. I mean, about. anything. We're here anything. to talk about anything you want to. You know, yeah. this is like this is our our moment for anything you want to share. And and I mean, I think it is so pivotal that you're so candid about the things that you've been through and share that in your music like that takes huge courage. So, yeah, well, there's no shame. Like there, I thought about it, you know, and one of the songs to me that does that for me is A Beautiful Life because it's almost bi- autobiographical the way I wrote the lyrics. I like just wrote those lyrics from my heart, you know, and and I said, you're more than enough, don't change. That was for fans that were feeling like they're not good enough, like they're not enough, you know, and don't let the demons get you down. Like I, that's one of my favorite lyrics on the album. Um, and so that song to me does that for me, but definitely rest in peace. And now this new song is just even above and beyond, like, because it's really pointing to specific subject matter of something I think a lot of people have been through and have a lot of shame and trauma around and deserve healing from. So, um, so yeah, I'm excited to release that one. I can't wait. It's incredible. I'm so I'm so sorry that you had to go through those things. And we've I know we've all been in those uncomfortable positions, unfortunately, but to actually take that power back and put it into a song that you know so many people are going to hear and it's going to help so many people at the same time, like kind of what Tatori said to attest to that, just kudos to you, because that's that takes a lot. I know you're saying that it's no shame, but a lot of people, it's it's hard to even reach that point of discovery and acknowledgement. So mm-hmm. now I'm excited to hear it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, a lot of people when they when they get assaulted or something like that happens to them, they do carry deep shame. They feel like they're dirty or it must be their fault, especially children. And um, and so I just want them to know that they are not broken, they are not dirty, and they were put here for a purpose. And honestly, I know those things happened and it was torment going through that fire and that hell but honestly i wouldn't have changed anything because and i know this is hard to hear but like it really taught me to deep to dig down deep and figure out how to really forgive somebody and then that's where the true power is and for me personally i believe in god i prayed a lot i relied on my faith in god and that got me through it and things were revealed to me and my eyes were open to a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of spiritual things. And so um, I think it, you know, I think like I'm kind of being made into this like spiritual warrior and that's fine, you know, like uh, it's not, it doesn't hurt anymore, but now I have something to give people. And so I think there's definitely a reason for everything. Yeah. I mean, you've been very, sorry, go ahead. Alicia, do you want to go ahead? Be my guest. (laughs) Um, no, but I, I know from reading quite a lot about Gift from the Holy Ghost that you've been so candid too about um, what all of those songs are based on as well. And you went through quite a lot. And so to come out of these existential questions and and difficult moments with this message of resilience and strength and pushing through to the other side, it, it's, it takes strength for sure. Um, and I know, I don't know about you, but for me, music is such a timestamp in certain periods of my life and it does kind of cement them in memory. So when you look back on this album now, as you revisit the songs and listen to them, has it shaped your perspective of your past or how you feel about yourself now, um, as you listen to the stories back in those lyrics? Um, I feel like I'm on a journey and, and it's like, you know, we don't get out of this life alive. And I just feel like I'm constantly being 
taught things and shown things and realizing things and I'm on a journey. So as I go, I'm writing about them, right? So it is almost like historical. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, every time I go to write, my intention is to do something that will help, uh, you know, mankind, like in some way, um, like, like rest in peace and a beautiful life. So um, once I write it, I don't think about it too much. I just try to do my best. I try to do my best and trust the process. Um, I really love writing because it's like you're pulling stuff out of thin air. I feel like I joke about it, but I don't know if <laughs> I feel like an angel's like whispering lyrics in my ear sometimes. And like when that magic is there, you can feel it. It's like it's like the spirit is in the room. You can just feel it. It's so powerful. And that is those are the best moments. And that's like what I'm here for. I'm like, let me just be here to get that on paper and 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 create these songs for people and you know I don't know I've had people go I wanted to kill myself and then I heard a beautiful life and I didn't you know that's that's not me that's that's a higher power thing like I just wrote the song and you never know how it's going to affect somebody or help somebody in a major way I definitely want to touch on the whole angelic lyricism aspect that you brought up there and the little whispers because I, I one loved that fact and the fact of being able to tap into that spirituality even more um but just on that same note of empowering anthems like your song black sheep is one of the most empowering heavy anthems i've heard in so long and the lyrics are incredibly relatable as you sing no lost cause like the good books say don't give a damn what people think i march along to a different song um, have you always kind of marched along to your own beat and done things that way because it's such an admirable level of confidence that you have now but I'm wondering was it was it always there no 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 I mean um not always you know like I always felt different yes I always felt outside isolated different you know I'm in recovery for alcoholism alcoholism runs in my family it's a very common trait that people in recovery addicts alcoholics feel different from everybody else I just you know I always felt alone I'm starting to learn that you know like it's stuff that happened in childhood or even in the womb can just really affect your spirit you know um but now where I'm at like I'm so I I, I want to be so close to God that I know that I'm never alone. Like I'm never an orphan. I'm never left behind like ever, you know, even when it looks like it in the natural world. So, um, so yeah, I know I used to feel so, and I still struggle with insecurities. Like things are constantly being brought up and healed. I keep attracting narcissists, you know? And so that orphan abandonment rejection wound ha at the root has to be ripped out and healed and those until until that's healed those people keep coming you know in and so it's like i'm being taught i'm being shown something i'm being taught something here and so like i you know for me i'm stubborn so like growing and like realizing sometimes i got to get beat over the head a few times with it um like the same person coming back a couple times and and breaking my heart and then i'm like oh yeah that's right you're sick and I have this wound that I need to heal and I need a strong boundary because a healthy woman would not engage with this. And so it's like an inside job, you know, but, um, but I think like for me, always feeling kind of insecure and lost and alone is the devil is a liar. Like that stuff happened in childhood and, you know, you are not supposed to feel that way and overcoming that is really powerful and like you know i'm on a journey of overcoming all that stuff and i write about it because i think other people need to hear it and they are too that is 
you are so wise, like to understand these like reoccurring messages that come into your life. When something keeps happening, there's a lesson there that is so, so, so huge. How did you figure all this out? Like in your own journey? Because I think that's like, I don't know. I just think that's so wise. I think at some point when there's enough pain and enough trauma, enough rock bottoms, you come to the end of yourself and you stop trying to do it your way and you realize you need help. And for me, I was just like, God, if you're real, I need you to reveal yourself to me. And then right after that, I witnessed an overdose and a resurrection. He died on my bus. We prayed for him. He came back. So like, that happened the very next day after I prayed. And that was the day I was like, I believe in God. Like you can't, you can't tell me anything. Like that was a miracle. And I've seen more since then. And I'm supposed to share these stories. I cannot not like Valentine's day got cheated on this year, but also I've had chronic neck pain for 20 years and I've been, and it's gone. It's gone. I went, got prayer. And literally like the power of God touched me and my neck was instantly healed. I have spent thousands of dollars on chiropractors, acupuncture, massage, doctors, turning to pills, pain, pain pills, alcohol, and constantly like chronic pain. When it's gone, you don't realize what you've actually been carrying and living with. And he did, God did this for me on Valentine's day. I mean, you can't make that up. That's like, that's not an accident, you know? And so I've seen miracles and I've seen things happen and I know it's real. And um, I used to not even like to like talk about this. I just didn't know. I thought we were just floating around and like, why does this shit keep happening to me? And, and then I woke up, like, you know, I just woke up. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's huge. Incredible. And I know that the, this is stuff that we talk. It it seems reoccurring as well on this podcast where we end up getting into spirituality and, and just like those deeper layers of life. Like this is a music podcast, but music and these kind of lessons are all so intertwined. So I, there's a sign in here too, that we've all been brought together today for sure. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Like I can see the light on both of you. And I know that, you know, it's not just music. It's deeper than music. <laughs> Fully. Well, something we kind of mentioned earlier that you definitely champion and we are fully behind here at She's With The Band is the importance of how nobody gets to tell us what to do with our bodies. And this is something you've briefly spoken on a few times, but I'd love for you to elaborate on this. So just out of curiosity, is this something that you still deal with on a frequent basis, whether in person from these these narcissists that have come through your life from fans online? And how should we kind of go about taking these unnecessary comments from people in our lives, but also strangers? Because it can be a really fickle thing to deal with. Well, I, without getting into specifics and details, the world can say whatever it wants, but at the end of the day, you are an autonomous child of God and you were made, you were made the way you were made and no one can force you to do anything. I mean, that is like such a violation. And so I knew that and I have not um, bent my knee to any sort of pressures. Um, The world isn't, can be a very ugly place. Um, anything that's manipulative or coercive or control is not from God, you know, and, um, and it's not, it's not freedom. And, um, when you've been narcissistically abused, like you are more quick to see manipulation and red flags for what they really are. I have a habit of painting red flags green. And I know that, and sometimes it's a process and I have to learn a couple of times, but once you've like encountered that sort of. I don't know if we can curse, but uh, go for it. Sure. 
yeah, that mind fuck, like you don't, you see it more clearly and you realize like, no. And so for having, like for me learning to have strong, healthy boundaries, I was actually very surprised with some of the challenges that came my way and how I handled it. And I, honestly, I got to pat myself on the back and, and go, okay, yeah, like I, I didn't, I didn't give into bullying. I didn't give into bullying. I just did not like, I didn't, the whole world was saying something and um, I just felt in my intuition and in my spirit, no. And, you know, I had everybody, even friends telling me like, your life's going to change or this is going to happen or you'll, you'll never be able to do what you're doing. And I was like, absolutely not. And I got on my knees and prayed about it constantly. And I just felt this conviction to just hold my ground. This is my body and I'm just going to wait this out. And now everything's fine. That's that what we like incredible. to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do pat yourself on the back. You do deserve it. <laughs> And, you know, this is a bit of a deep cut, but I, I went through every interview I could that you've done in the past because I really wanted to understand. Yeah, not every interview. That's actually a lot, but like quite a few. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure there's some really bad ones. <laughs> no, no, no. You're great. Um, but one of the things that I saw that you had touched on, which, you know, this being a podcast also about female empowerment was you had said that it kind of comes with the territory of being a female in rock music that sometimes you're sexualized or seen as like the sex symbol, just like happens whether you like it or not and so you know at the end of the day you also have to have substance behind it and be more than just that and so I'd love your take on that too when it comes to autonomy and and owning your body and who you are and and taking control of that what your take is on that and as far as if you think it's something that's helping or hindering us and and I don't know just the state of being a woman in the music industry right now um well, I've always been somewhat of a tomboy um, and I and I never felt comfortable using like sexuality and sex for success and attention. And the funny thing about that is I actually used to be a sex worker. I used to work at a gentleman's club and, you know, I was in a very abusive marriage. Um, I was trying to survive in LA. And so like I had this whole like secret life, you know, that that I ha had hidden and thought I could never tell anyone about this. And now I like openly talk about it. Um, and um, and I'm just I'm a different person now. And I see that and I see where that was coming from. And um, and I would never judge anyone. That's the thing is being going through stuff like that and the things I've been through most of my ability to judge other people has been taken away because I've been there, you know, I've, I've gone through there. I like, you know, I've had a boyfriend tell me you're so pure. You're too pure for me. Are you kidding me? Do you know the things I've done? Do you know the depths of hell that I've seen? No, you don't, you know, like you have no idea what you're talking about. I'm too pure for you. I was forged in the fire. Like I went down in the fire, you know? And so I'm like, I don't, I don't judge anyone, but I've been there, you know, and so <clears throat> I choose to go, okay, I want to feel good and comfortable in my body and what I'm doing, because I want them to pay attention to what I'm saying. And mm -hmm. um, that's what I'm focused on. Like, I just, you know, and I don't think too much about being a woman. It's not going to hinder me. You know, it's not, I don't care if there's more men in rock than women. I, I who cares? They, they are supportive and they're, they're helping yeah. me out. So you know, I, um, <clears throat> yeah, I just, I don't think, I, I think it's great. I think women should be celebrated. I think um, that the women that have come before me are amazing. Like I had Joan Jett, I had Dolly Parton, I had, you know, uh, Aretha Franklin, I had all these wonderful Whitney Houston, like of all genres too. 
So I'm glad that they exist and I got to listen to their music and like put a little bit of them in me. So um, it's really cool. And I, you know, I like it. It's fine. Like there's less women than men in rock. Cool. We're unicorns, you know, great. <laughs> we're, we're using that going forward. That's, that's that is our tagline now. now. We're unicorns. <laughs> Quality, not quantity. Yeah, quality, not quantity. Yes. And you are representing the quality. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you. We're really peeling back so many layers here and things that even amongst our hours of research, like we weren't finding. And I think that's just a beautiful thing and the whole point of why we love hosting this. Um, And it's kind of cool because we, of course, not only know you and have come to love you as Dorothy, but also as a crazy cat lady, a firewoman, and a black sheep. So what are some other nicknames that you enjoy going by, whether ones from your friends, family, or fans? Um, my friends from high school used to call me D. Uh, my friend Brittany still calls me D. I don't know. That's it. You know, uh, when people try to say dot or dotty, I'm like, stop. <laughs> no, <Say> that <laughs> old school uh, nickname for Dorothy. But I just, you know, okay. Dorothy, I feel like it's a it's like a classic name like Marilyn and we're bringing it back. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't really have too many nicknames. I, <laughs> my cat has a ton. I mean, Diabeto, uh, his name is Wesley Stripes, um, Lachanka Cabra, uh, like what else? R2P2, I don't know. Like he has the most R2P2. stupid name. Those yeah. are all so good. Oh my gosh. This well, is amazing. I guess if we ever want to start a band, we're going to start using uh, Dorothy's cat's nicknames and that's yeah. our band name now. Those are all that, worthy. That's rocking. They're all worthy. Cabra. Yeah. <laughs> maybe no band anytime soon but it's cool yeah well maybe (laughs) oh man um but yeah I definitely want to get into some fun stuff with you too because when we first hopped onto the zoom we were just geeking out about how fabulous we all are which is definitely something that I've always thought of you like I no lie no no shame here have a few of your outfits just screenshotted on my phone for inspiration I think like the shiny leather pants the way you stack the belts all of it is incredible um, so, I mean, I'm dying to know where you shop. Like, where are you finding these amazing rock and roll outfits? And how oh do I get God. in on it? <laughs> oh, you know, sometimes online, sometimes just random stores. But a lot of it, like, if we do a, a music video, I have a really great um, stylist. Her name's Megan. And she pulls the coolest stuff. And I'll just be like, what's in the budget? And what can I take? Like, I, <laughs> you know, I don't want to be greedy, but like, it's hard to find. So she does such an amazing job like sourcing or I'll just ask her, you know, but I look online and there's some stores like it might not be the best quality, but it's uh, it's, you know, cool and unique or I'll splurge on like a below the belt or Jeffrey Campbell shoes or um, a good leather jacket like those are things, you know, um, Poshmark sometimes has cool stuff. Yeah, I just kind of I just know what I like. Uh, there's really good stuff on Revolve. They're more on the pricey side. Um, but like anything that's rock and roll, like Free People has good stuff. Nordstrom has good stuff. All Saints, you know, it just depends. Oh, I like Lip Service. I like Commando. I like Spanx. Those are all good. We're taking notes. Those are all good basic, you know, like like the the template basic stuff. Um, um, for vinyl, like Lip Service makes really good stuff. Uh, Trip, I I like them. I've had my pants rip a few times, but I do like Trip. And I have a mixture. I like grunge, punk, goth. Like I mix it all up at skate. Like, this is, what is this? I'm like, I look like a skater from Southern California. I don't know. You know, so I mix it all up and I just like to be comfortable. Um, But yeah, 
I just have my go-to brands and then pick and choose what I find. Totally. So we need all I those like brands and then a Megan. That's that's what I'm getting out of this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, I like that your style is so eclectic though, because I remember when I first heard your music, I was like, oh, there's some like country twang in here, but it's rock and roll. And like mm-hmm. that same mix of influences and all these genres that you listen to, it, I guess in a way translates into the style and everything that you do. Because yeah, you like all different kinds of things, it seems. First of all, I love country. Like I love Dolly Parton. Um, I I was screaming to to the Dixie Chicks when I was you know in middle school. Like I love country. Um, Faith Hill. I remember that. Like the '90s were so good, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I love it all. I love a little bit of Western YSL inspired rock and roll. You know, sometimes you want to look like high fashion, and sometimes you want to look kind of just grungy. Mm-hmm. It's fun too when you can play around with it and find that crossover that works for you, you know? It's like, you're just embodying everything that you love. You don't have to stand for one thing or the other. It's just all of the above. When you feel comfortable in that, because I know as just even speaking from experience, it takes a hot minute to find that. Uh, But when you get there, oh man, does it feel good. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, fully. I mean, we are talking about like the old school influences as well. And I I know that some of your earlier influences also ranged into like ACDC and the Rolling Stones. And I think back to that era of rock and roll and like the messages that mattered and the role that rock and roll played in society was so different then than what we're seeing now. So I'd love to see like, where do you think we are in terms of the the topics that matter, the messages that matter and and just how rock and roll is impacting people today? Because the things we're going through and the things we're experiencing are so different than than back then. Yeah, and we have social media and like uh, everyone's pretty divided and it's hard to discern what the truth is and what's a lie. Um, The truth is just the truth, you know? Um, And yeah, it's it's wild. I don't know where we're headed. It's almost like we're in starting, it's almost like we're in the book of Revelations in the Bible or something. Like it's crazy. Um, I don't know. I just think I'm gonna stick to what I believe in and what I know to be true and, whatever my assignment on this earth is like I'm committed to to following that through you know come hell or high water so um yeah I I don't know it's we're in amazingly weird times that's for sure and I like you know a, a tv host said like uh is social media making us mentally ill or were we always mentally ill and now we're seeing it I think it's mm. definitely uh it could be weaponized you know um and i think that you have to have a level of discernment to know what you're looking at what you're putting what you're consuming what messages are you receiving every day what are you speaking over yourself like you know we're getting bombarded all the time with the world and all this garbage and so you know it's it's important to filter all that out and and focus on what truth is and what really matters well said damn very true (laughs) yeah damn Left a speechless, dude. That was good. <laughs> Girls are teenagers and they're cutting up their faces already to an extreme because of filters, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and they're just like, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. Like, that's a lie. You're looking at a lie that is an illusion. How many guys are going and cheating on their partners after a fight and just going on hinge and just, you know, because it's quick, easy access. Like, they're addicted. They're addicted. Like, this social media internet age like you have to be built on a solid foundation strong in who you are and um and have boundaries because like this you know it's it's so sad i see it happening to everybody and like 
people are connecting and falling apart and they're not having lasting relationships built on strong, solid foundations. And it's just so quick and easy. And I think that the narcissism, especially in men, but in women too, is just rampant right now. Like this is an age of narcissism. It's crazy how, and I see it now. And I, I, I think people can change because I changed a lot. I haven't changed, you know, and I'll keep changing. Like we'll, we'll keep growing. Right. But when people say, oh, he's never going to change. Oh, then they're, well, maybe you shouldn't be around them right now or ever again and have boundaries, but people do change because I changed. And uh, yeah, I don't know. That was just like a little thought I had. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it does take a certain mindset though in, in a, and a desire to do so. And and so it, it definitely depends on the person. But I, I actually really thought what you said about social media impacting even self-image is so interesting because even Alicia and I were talking about this last week, how I, I had all these filters saved on my Instagram that were distorting my face. And I was like, get rid of these. We don't need these. This is crazy. Oh, absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And everyone's like unique, you know, like the filters are making all every, all the girls look the same. They're making them all look like they've had crazy nose jobs and they look like some like, you know, porn star from the nineties. Like they all look the same. They all eyebrow lift, nose job, big lips. Like they all, you, they don't, nobody looks like that. Like really. <laughs> And they're all looking the same. And then like the guys are falling for it, you know? And like, it's crazy. It's crazy business. But yeah. that's why we need you. That's why we need more artists like you who are speaking out about it and just being real. Because I think that in itself, the fact that you're representing something different is is probably so empowering to so many women who are like, it's wow, so she, she's a lot like me. She's been through things that I've been through. And, and the more we see that kind of representation online, the more it changes those standards, really. That's how I see it, at least. Well, I'm trying. I'm glad I could. You're, You're succeeding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at this point in the show, it's where we really love turning things up a notch and going into our jaw dropping segment where we have a few questions for you, almost like a little rapid fire just to see where you take them. And we're hoping that our jaws will drop by the end of it. So for the first one, what is the most jaw dropping experience you've ever had at a show? And this can be your own show you've performed at or simply a concert you attended as a fan. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, I mean, the overdose on my bus was pretty jaw dropping. Um, yeah. I got that one had Maria, us. <laughs> yeah, I got to meet Maria Brink. Uh, we played a radio festival. It was it was us in this moment, disturbed, and I got to meet her, and I was just like blown away by how sweet and she's so beautiful in person and so sweet, and we've kept in touch. So, her show honestly blew me away. I thought her set was just incredible. She said some things in there that were really inspiring and. Um, I was blown away by how sweet, how really sweet and kind she was in person. Like, you know, when girls can be jealous and whatever, she was just tender and sweet, very angelic. Yeah. No, she's amazing. And also, I feel like she's so under wraps a lot of the time that the fact that you were able to meet her and speak to her and connect in that way is really special, too, because she she seems to keep to herself quite a bit. Yeah, it's yeah, a very awesome. unique disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> Um, and the next one we have here for you, the most jaw-dropping misstep earlier in your career and the lesson that you learned from it. Most jaw-dropping misstep. We just um, like little chunks of wisdom in the podcast, you know. If we really do love it. We're suckers for that stuff. <laughs> dropping in my career. There's been so many. Oh my God. There's been so many rock bottoms, guys. Like I, uh, 
I mean, I got really drunk at a dinner full of celebrities and just embarrassed myself and said stuff out of context and that I didn't mean. And like, you know, and it's like Seal and Erica Badu and all these people and I'm and Rosario Dawson and I'm and, you know, oh, Seal wow. had asked me to sing a Bob. Yeah, and I, I think I got drunk and I, I was going through something. I think actually I had just gone through having um, an, a, an abortion and I was not well. Like I was not well in the head, you know? I was mm -hmm. grieving. I was depressed. I was like, want, you know, I was not doing well. I was drinking. This was years, years ago in LA, years ago. And I think I just wasn't my best self. And I said, you know, I might have just been rude and I don't know. But um, it was part of my journey of waking up and going, okay, well, <laughs> you should, Dorothy should not drink alcohol. Um, and maybe there's a better way to live. But it took a lot of moments like that to kind of humble me to go, I need help, you know, and I'm not doing my best. So um, that was one. And it was definitely um, humbling. And uh, and then what, what else do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I kind of covered it, really. I yeah, for that for that question, yeah. it, it's crazy how sometimes you really do have to go through so much bullshit and hardship to see that light at the end of the tunnel, which is the cheesiest thing to say, but it's so true because we've all been in that situation where you just think, I am hitting rock bottom. Like, how do I even get up from here? And then once you finally do and start putting yourself together and you see that better version of yourself finally come to light, like, it's it's beautiful. And I feel like you've had a lot of those hard moments man to get to where you are now so we're really happy to see that you've you've pulled through and you're just on this other side now that's crazy yeah so respect. like for people that are going, for people that are like actually in it right now and going through the the darkness you know like you're gonna be okay and just hang in there um you know pray if you can if you believe in that like it definitely helps me but um there's a, you know, this is something that can teach you and make you stronger and, and it's okay to ask for help, like, you know, so we all have to hit rock bottom and get to the end of ourselves where our way is just not working anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of what I always say is like, you have to get really uncomfortable to change, like change doesn't always happen when you're comfortable. So as much as that sucks, that's life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, for our next one, um, it's the most jaw-dropping female artist that you would eventually love to work with. Most jaw-dropping female artist. I mean, I've already done something with Dolly Parton. Like, that was crazy. Oh, she's so sweet. Um, I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I still can't believe it. I wish I had gotten to spend more time with her. Um, I would say... Who would I like to do something with? It could just be Dolly again, because I wouldn't even blame you. I don't right? know how we top it. How you do you like top that? It? I would love to do a like spiritual acoustic country sort of worship song with Dolly Parton. Count us in. We'll be the first to listen on that. Like I just watched two uh, documentaries on Dolly, one being the newest one they just added to Netflix. And she is just one of the most inspirational, mind-blowing, like beautiful humans and souls. So I'm, I'm so happy for you. You got to experience that firsthand. That's insane. Yeah. So having crossed paths with her, is she everything we think she is then? She is. She is humble kind funny um beautiful and you know what when i walked into the studio she's dressed in head-to-toe leather with chains which is like she was just feeling badass that day with long red nails and i'm like how do you play guitar with those nails she was just wow. I'm surprised she just didn't do like her classic nail thing you yeah. know 
I need, I need to learn how to do that. I think I need to learn how to do that. I might, that might be a thing. Um, I mean, yes, I would just love God. If you could just put us together to do like a duet and it have it be just something super beautiful for humanity. That would be epic. I know. I, I, I know. I just, we redid one of her songs, two doors down for the Dumplin' soundtrack. Um, and I was like, straight off tour, totally exhausted, whirlwind, like having panic attacks, like, ah, what's happening? Um, but, but, you know, I have, you know, I got, I got pictures with her in the studio and she said, oh my God, you got such a nice voice. <laughs> and like, yeah. That's all the validation you will ever need. Like anytime yeah. you feel down, just think of that moment. You got a top tier compliment from an icon. Part. You know, and there was a lot of people around. There was a camera crew. There was a lot going on. It was high stress. Um, but I'm still glad I had the experience. But I would really love to do something intimate with her where it's like we get to hang out and talk more. And, um, you know, if she even remembers me, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, that would be awesome. That would be very sick. Well, let's put that out in the universe. Let's make it happen. Yay. Yes. And um, the last of the jaw-dropping questions we have for you is the most jaw-dropping misconception about you that you wish people understood. I don't know. That's a good question because I don't know what misconceptions there are out there. Um, uh, I'm sure, I don't know. I'm sure that uh, there's an ex-boyfriend out there running around telling everyone I'm batshit crazy, but... Uh, that's what happens when you um, have reactive abuse to gaslighting for nine months, you know, it's just what it is. And I don't care what he's saying or what he thinks. Uh, other than that, you know, I, I don't, I try not to pay attention. I don't know too much. If there's any misconceptions, I haven't, no one said them to my face. So, <laughs> and honestly, I don't really care. I, I don't know. I, I want everyone to know that my heart, I feel like is most, mostly, most of the time in the right place. Um, that I'm willing to um, try to do everything, you know, try to do things that are right and helpful and that I love our fans very much and that, you know, I'm not going to give up on them. I'm not going to give up on this music and um, that I really do just want to inspire them and show them that they're loved, that they have a purpose and be willing to share my story and be vulnerable and put it out there, um, you know, at the, at the, risk of being embarrassed or ashamed or whatever just as long as it helps somebody that feels like their life is too hard and they're not gonna make it so those are beautiful words to go out on truly we've learned so it much is. through this and so much about you so dorothy just thank you for taking the time and for hanging with us today it has been an absolute pleasure yeah you are so inspirational and so strong and and i'm thankful that there's a um, a role model like you in the rock world much needed really is want to know something want to know a secret I'm not always strong and that's when I ask God to help me or you know whatever your higher power like um everyone gets to make their own choices everyone has free will but I'm not always strong and I am human I'm just like you and so um I have to get my strength from somewhere and that that has saved me, trust me, because I have wanted to take myself out a couple times and I didn't, I'm still here. So um, yeah, you know, sometimes we look at people and we think, oh, they're so whatever, but they have to have moments like down to get there. So that's just the truth. Yeah. And I think that's, that's such a great message as well. It's like, we all, we all have our moments and it's how you get back up. 
and how you find your way. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Dorothy. And it's been. Hmm? I said, with that being said, I think I should. (laughs) I'm going to call my friend and check in on his mental health because I care about him and I want to see how he's doing. Yeah. Everybody listening, go check in on a friend. Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you once again for hopping on here with us. And of course, to everybody who is listening, do not forget to follow not only Dorothy, but also Tori and Alicia online and check out new episodes of She's With The Band coming your way every single week to notfest.com. On behalf of my co-host Tori Kravitz, I've been Alicia Atute, and we will see you next week right here on She's With The Band. Bye, everyone. Bye.